Hello, welcome to Game Changer. Monday through Friday, David Villa and our crew dive into God's Word and talk about how to take principles from the Bible and apply them to our daily lives. Thanks so much for listening, and here's our host. Good Good morning! morning. It's Thursday. Um, Today around our office, we're still on a... um, Spirit Week. So today, Sports Day. Sports Day. Um, so just want to clarify why we're <laughs> wearing jerseys today. I'm gonna but win. While we're, you're gonna win. Mike's gonna win. Um, everyone's take on sports is probably gonna be a little bit different. I told a couple people told me what they're wearing. I was like, oh, that's a cool concept. Cool. And I was just kind of like, okay, sports jersey. <laughs> but uh, today's a rainy day in Florida. But um, as I was driving in, I was just pondering uh, different topics that we talked about this week. And the scripture in uh, Philippians 4 kept coming to mind. I just want to start the, the podcast this morning about it with it. And it's finally, it's Philippians 4, 8. Finally, brothers, what... Whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. What you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. And that's the truth of God's word. Like, think on those things, whatever he's taught you, whatever you receive, practice these things in the God of peace. So no matter what you're going through, whatever you're facing, peace. And we talk about whatever you're going through. Sometimes we kind of view that as challenges and it's not always challenges. What about sometimes the things are going, I'm thinking of a soccer mom. You have to get everybody to school today, pack them up in a rainy car, get them there, drive and Florida Floridians cannot drive them and with rain. They get a little bit of rain. They go crazy. I don't know about where you're watching from, but it's facts. I'm like, why is this it when morning, it starts raining, people yes. can't drive? Yes. But you got to get your kids off to school. You go about your day doing whatever you need to do. Go back and pick them up, take them to soccer, come home, cook dinner, get homework done. So that might be your craziness that you're needing God's peace with you today. So it's not always about our struggle or what we're going through because it's not always bad. It's just sometimes living life and trying to find peace in the middle of chaos chaotic schedules. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for so. sure. And I think um, it's been a crazy season as a whole. Like our, not just our nation, but our world is going through craziness. So it's so important that we rest in a peace today. And that peace can only be found in and through Jesus. And, you know, just like we're talking about today, um, you know, we live in an era where, you know, there's so many questions um, where, you know, America, America's a melting pot nation with a diverse um, uh, cultures and diverse backgrounds and perspectives. And we live in this this place where, you know, here's the truth. And we have this truth. We have that truth. We have that truth. We have the other truth. And we live in a place where, you know, we have so many different answers and so many different answers, like quote, quote unquote. Um, but when when we look at the truth of God's word, we've realized that it can only be found in one place. But, you know, there's so much pressure to just begin to try to align with, um, you know, what those cultures, what our culture is saying, what backgrounds are saying, what perspectives say, rather than the truth of God's word. That's good. You know, uh, there's tax on, because if you do try and, st- well, if you try and stand up for what you believe you know, in it from a, as a Christian, you know, sometimes that um, causes people to get angry and 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 hold things against you because oh, you're judgmental. Sometimes as a Christian, we're just viewed as hey, you're you're just trying to be judgmental and prevent me 
from doing the things that I want to do. Yeah. Um, and so it can cause, you know, so then it keeps us in a situation where we're, you know, kind of fearful of being able to express who we believe in, what we believe, believe in and what the truth of God's word says. Um, so I, I think, you know, that leads us to a place that there's a pressure um, for us as Christians to keep our biblical truths private and quiet and fall in line with what the, 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 course of what the voices of culture and, and the, the area we live in tell us, even though it may be contradictory or different, you know, and it's about, you know, than what we know to be true. Yeah. So, um, you know, I think that's a really hard place to be in. Where do you, where do you love, love quietly and pray? And where do you love boldly and speak the truth? There's a verse that says love corrects. Um, and I think so often we think, you know, if you love someone, you correct them. But I think love is what corrects at the same time, too. And I think, you know, um, it's this is for, you know, this is for, yes, we share the truth with people that aren't believers. Um, and we share the truth with those that are believers. And we help, you know, grow them and mold them. But the truth that we're sharing with non-believers isn't like, you know, something to, you know, teach them how to be sanctified, right? Or teach them how to be a good Christian. Why be, or like, a, not a good Christian, but like teach them how to, you know, walk in holiness when they haven't even accepted the Lord. You know, our job is to teach them why they need the Lord when they're an unbeliever. But when they're a believer, you know, we have the opportunity to help refine people and help, um, like, iron sharpen iron. And we have the opportunity to sharpen one another um, just by sharing the truth. And so often, I mean, have you ever been in this, a situation where maybe you just didn't know that was your, your problem? Maybe you just didn't know that you had an issue and someone pointed it out to you and then you're like, wow, I got issues. You know, like, I think even being married, that's been a humbling thing because it's like, Matias and I just got married, if some of you know, and it's, when I look at that, I'm like, dang, I got issues. Like, I got issues in this. Like, I always, you know, came and approached it as, oh, well, you know, this is what's right. This is how it is. I'm very, if you know me, I'm a very black and white person. It's like, right or it's wrong. And, um, there's really no in-between for me. And so it's very funny because it's like I'm having to get, like, reality checks of, like, dang, I'm not right, and there's no in-between, and I'm just not right, and that's okay. And I think it's the same thing when we have people in our lives, and it maybe isn't a spouse for you, but you have people in your lives that are telling, you know, sharing, sharing the truth with you, and you have the opportunity. And I think, you know, some at some point there is freedom is our choice if we're going to allow it to become a part of our lives. And the truth sets us free, but are we? it's when we – take the truth and we, we apply, and it. apply it and we hold on to it and we run with it. Um, and so someone could share the truth with you all day long, but, you know, are you truly applying it? Do you know it in your head and not know it in your, in your heart? Um, do you know it, you know, for, and like you can quote it, but you don't know it as a, you're applying it to your life. You're living that out day to day. And it's important that we do begin to live out truth and begin to live out the the truth of the word of God. And when we have people in our lives, and I encourage you to get around people in your lives that are going to tell you the truth, not just what you want to hear. You know, if I just let Matias tell me, Matias doesn't just tell me what I want to hear. He tells me what I need to hear sometimes. And it's sometimes a slap in the face. And the Holy Spirit does that too. We were talking about the Holy Spirit the other day in one of our meetings as a team. Um, and the Holy Spirit, you know, every, at the moment of salvation, we, we as Christians, the moment we come to know God, we have access to the Holy Spirit. But it's our job 
to ask for the infilling of the Holy Spirit where we are living a daily life and we're living a daily walk with the Holy Spirit that says, I'm not just doing this life and just going about it, but I'm allowing you to convict me, to reveal to me, to show me, to set me free. Because ultimately that's what conviction is. It's not to hurt you or to shame you. It's to set you free. And so when we allow the Holy Spirit to do that in our lives and continually refine us, like, I'm going to encourage you, um, if you, if you think you're, you know, you're not struggling with anything, you probably are, and you just need the Holy Spirit to reveal it to you. If you think there's nothing wrong with you and you're walking on solid gold, there probably is something that you could, you know, allow the Holy Spirit to work out of your life that you just need to invite him in to do so. It's not, what good is it to have, the Bible talks about a clean and empty, empty house, right? It's, it's good to get a house clean and empty, but when you empty and clean a house, if you're not filling it back with the Holy Spirit, not filling it back with the truth of God's word and filling it, the de- it says like the, the demons would come back like way more than they even started and it because you didn't fill your house and they know it's an empty vulnerable space and it's the same way like are you filling your home are you filling your heart are you filling your spirit with more and more of Jesus and more and more of the Holy Spirit to lead and guide your step. Which leaves no room for the other things, right? So when you're talking about cleaning your house I automatically think of when you go through spring cleaning you have a choice to put some things in a closet like I might need this later. Mm. So we put it in a closet and we keep putting, everyone has that um, junk drawer or that closet that has things like, I may need this for another time. And how often do we do that with our walk with God, that God's calling us like, hey, I need you to clean this up. And so we start to clean it up, but we're like, but I might need it. So I'm just going to put it right here. And the fact of the matter is, if you sweep up dirt, and you sweep it in a dustpan, and you throw it in the trash, and it's gone. It's gone, right? But how about if you take dirt, and you lift up a corner of a rug, and you sweep the dirt underneath the rug? It remains for a season. And so maybe yeah. you walk in uh, this freedom or you, the, the truth of God's word for this season, but because you really didn't dispose of it, you didn't get rid of it, you just kind of hid it it comes back out. And so those old habits, those old patterns, those old thinking, that old friend group, um, that old swaying from your budget. Um, you know, let's talk about practical things, you know, and not managing your time and allowing your time, whatever that is, that God's begin to help you get, align yourself because sometimes it's just about practical aligning your time, your your finances, your relationships, and, and, and most of all, aligning practical time that you spend with the Lord, right? So when we align those things, if we don't get rid of the things that that kind of stray us away from that, we just kind of hide them from a season. How about they come back in and they kind of distract us? So I think that we have to be very careful about whether we are allowing the truth of God's word to clean our house and dispose, or we're just allowing it to kind of give this form of, hey, I'm cleaning up this room, but I'm just going to put it right here in this closet so that in case I need to bring it back out, I can bring it back out. Uh, we make a joke in our house. I can come in like a hurricane and just and leave stuff along. But usually that's a really good indication of really where I'm at as a person, like in my spiritual walk, in my personal thinking. That's a big indication of where I am at usually. But what's funny is uh, we always make a joke, but when I clean up, like I'm cleaning up, oh I'm getting goodness. rid of stuff. I'm I'm throwing out like you're not leaving anything. That shirt on the bed folded, no, you're going to get it put away where it belongs, right? But if you I'm go having deja vu, <laughs> it's, oh a, it's, not it's not Friday. I'm like, where's my bed? Where's but, my shirt? But <laughs> David's really we make jokes because David he saves so many weird things, but he also just has them hidden in a drawer. 
So he thinks because he hides it and I don't see it, I'm not going to find, like, you didn't dispose of that. And um, so we do that sometimes even in our spiritual walking when God's trying to call us into greater things and say, hey, for a season, because how about sometimes there's seasons that God allows us to go through or or maybe have this kind of stinking thinking to kind of refine us, right? Because sometimes those stinking thinkings are the things that actually kind of wear away and sand off the rough edges. And then we come to a revelation and realization like, hey, you know what? This isn't exactly what I need. I really need this, right? Um and so God allows us to do that, but he is requiring and calling us to live a life that is above reproach, right? That we, we, we clean out all those things. So it doesn't even give us the appearance of living outside of the context of what God's truth of God's word and what he has for us. Um, and I know that David, if he's tuning in right now. <laughs> he just texted something very funny. He said, if that's an indication of where Diana is spiritually and she needs to get saved, then she needs to get saved. Can I get an Amen. <laughs> Can I get a witness? That's funny. My closet is a mess this week. <laughs> I'm like, how are you? How are you really? I think I may need an alter experience on uh, the podcast funny. today. Um, it, it is It is usually an indication, but I'm usually pretty good about, he's not supposed to rat me out. That's not fair. He's not even here. Um, but um, yeah. I feel like we just need to lay hands on you after this and just pray for you. Everything else is very neat, Um, but my closet is a mess this week because we have Spirit Week. I've been changing a thousand times before we leave, but um, in all honesty, we do that with our spiritual life too, that we just decide not to get rid of it when we know God says, this is no more. And I'm going to go back to something that uh, personal for me, smoking. Whether you smoke or not, I'm not going to say it's right or wrong, but there has been a season in my past that I smoked. And and I feel like I don't think it was God's best for me, but I don't think it would have prevented me from entering into heaven, right? I don't don't think it separated me, but... In that on that level from God, but I think it wasn't God's best for me. But and and that was a season where you know I feel like God was trying to work out deeper things in me, deeper things, deeper hurts, deeper things that maybe from my childhood or my past that He was trying to work out. And so even though smoking wasn't His best for me, and it it wasn't He had there was deeper issues that He needed to deal with first. And there became a point at some point. That I was like, you know what, this this isn't God's best for me, yeah. and it's withholding me, and it's and it's and it's impacting my health, and it's causing me because I know some people don't agree with it to have these hidden areas of my life that I couldn't be real and transparent. Because here's the thing, to be to be able to be challenging with a, your group of people, you have to have a group of people that you can be transparent and honest with, right? Of who you really are, those secret things, those hidden things, you know, those bad thoughts, those where you know you want to be snarky. You know, sometimes you th- we think it, we may not say it, but our face says it, yeah. right? So we can't, we've got to be transparent. But it caused me to be this place where I just kind of isolated and I withheld this part. And God, when he began to, deal with me on that and I realized that it was something that hey this is a season he 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 helped me through that mm-hmm. right and so I couldn't just keep it in the back corner anymore of my closet yeah. I had to bring it out I had to let God reveal it to me and then I had to make a choice that this isn't for me any longer. This can't be what calms my nerves in this season, right? Because that's kind of what it's like more of a social and a calming. I had to get to a point where I realized, God, I don't want this to be what calms my nerves. I need you because you are the God that said that you are the peace that passes all understanding. So though I may be in this situation or I had a, a situation that just literally triggered an emotion, I can't just run to that. And it's crazy because it doesn't matter how many years go by. And I don't know if other people experience that. Um, my daughter just 
<laughs> message on there, not from my from Detective Alexis. My kids knew I smoked, but they didn't ever tell me till they were adults that they. Knew I would I literally. <laughs> I'm yeah. It was very funny. I remember like when I was little, I was like, mother. Like I knew. I totally knew. <laughs> That's so crazy to me. But anyway. Um, even now, no matter how many years go by, there could be a, an emotion where I'm, I'm hit, like maybe a, a, a disagreement, and I will have this trigger that will automatically try and take me back to something that God set me free from, right? God wanted to set me free from, but it still required me to choose that I wanted more in Him than I did in a cigarette, right? So I, those triggers sometimes will still trigger, but if I can't have a pack of cigarettes that I carry in my purse hidden, it makes it a lot easier yeah. to pick that back up, right? Now I have that trigger and I have to go, do I want to really get in my car and drive to a store and make a purchase? And I have time to go, no, that's, but if I keep it close to me so that I can pull it out at any time, yeah. I'm probably going to fall back to it versus running from it. Maybe that's a girl or a boy for you. Maybe that's somebody that you're in a relationship with. It's toxic relationship. Maybe it's in and out of a dating relationship, of a relationship you know you shouldn't be. And maybe it's, you know, an addiction. Maybe it's whatever the case may be. And I think this is truly the danger of why, you know, when we say our world says your truth, right? Because if, you know, it's your truth versus this truth versus that truth, there's no clarity on the answer of, you know, is this, well, you know, I could just do this. We, When we begin to understand that there is a foundation of truth and it comes from the Lord and that truth is the truth and that is what it is. When we say things like your truth, oh, that's your truth, bro. That's like what you do. That's whatever. It is dangerous even for our minds, you know, because it becomes a, a negotiation and it becomes a, well, you know, this is the truth and that's the truth. Like what that's saying is like a murderer can say, well, my truth is that murdering is okay. Like, no, it's not. It's wrong and it's scary and please don't do that. Like it's not, it's not the truth. And so I think it's the same thing. Like why can, you know, we say it with one area of our lives, but someone that struggles with something maybe totally different. It's like, no, 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 that's totally not right. And it's, it's keeping exactly, Dumasani said it and um, you said it a second ago, keeping away from temptation as like much as you can. And I think that part of that is knowing the truth and allowing it to set you free and having a foundation of truth. It's not objective. It's an absolute truth. is an absolute thing. It's this is the truth, period. This is what the truth is, period. And there's no comma. There's no semicolon. There's no anything else. It's what the truth, the truth is the truth. And, um, you know, for the Christian that is filled with the Holy Spirit, um, you know, continue to walk in that truth, continue to run to that truth because of the fact that we have a, something that people don't have. That's why you hear people in our world saying your truth. They don't have a foundation of truth. They don't have something that is morally sound that we like we do. And we have a God that is active and alive and moving through his word still today. And we have the opportunity to hold on to his word, to share his word, to talk about his word together with other believers. And it's important that, you know, we don't allow culture's voices, the, the voice of culture to, to shape our truth, but we allow the truth of God's word to stand as what it is. And it's the truth. And it's the foundation of the way that we need to live our lives. Um, and morality has become flexible and it's, you know, able to flow through an individual's preference and pain. And there's a cost to this and it's deconstruction of moral absolutes. And then it proceeds to the destruction of society itself because there's no foundation. And when we're not having, when we have a foundation, don't have foundations, think about it. 
the truth of God's word in, in, in the Bible, it talks about the wise man, what? He built his house upon the rock. And the, the foolish man built his house upon the sand. And what happens when the rain comes down and the floods come? Like, what happens? The person that's standing on solid ground is the one that doesn't sink and their house doesn't break. The same way you look at the person that they built their house on the sand, what does it do? It just splat. It goes down. And so it's, it doesn't last because it's not built on a solid foundation. And build your life today on a solid foundation of truth. And you don't get that from the world. You don't get that from your neighbor. You get it from the Word of God. So get involved in a church. Get involved in places that have access to teaching this truth. If it's something maybe that's been hard for you, get involved in somewhere that can help you take hold of this truth and understand and dive deep into this truth. Um, Mike, can you scroll up for a second? Um, for the Christian, uh, that, you know, you're continually relying on other, you know, maybe other things to be your source of truth, take an internal look in and say, you know, where am I getting my truth from? And it could be in your situation, you know, it could be very easy to just look at your situation and say, well, this is the end of it. And this is, you know, where everything falls apart. This is where, no. What's the truth found in God's word? He's going to provide every need for you. So maybe you feel like your finances today, they, they aren't lining up with, you know, the way that they need to. You feel like you're just about to go in a lot of debt, whatever the case may be. Look at your situation and say, no, my God's a provider, and I'm going to do the practical steps. I'm going to take care of my budget. I'm going to organize my finances. Every dollar is going to have a name. I'm going to put that to the practice, and I'm going to also invite the Holy Spirit into doing that and helping me and providing, because He's our provider. The Lord is our provider. Um, and it truly, you know, resonates when we begin to understand and grasp onto the truth. You know, it's really hard, and sometimes it's just simple truths. Sometimes in seasons, we feel so overwhelmed, we have to find simple truths. And um, I've talked about this a couple times in different meetings we've had around the office, but um, on Fridays, I... Um, I'm not usually in the office. I come in occasionally, but for the most part, I'm not here on Fridays. That's my, um, the day around that I kind of get things back organized around the house, get ready for the weekend. Even though we don't have kids in the household anymore, it's still the time that I take. I strip the beds. I do, I get, do house cleaning, right? Um, but I'm still dealing with work stuff. I'm still getting phone calls. I'm still getting emails. I'm still, you know, evaluating like the week, where did I end? Where did I, what did I want to accomplish? What didn't? So last Friday I was just in this mode that was like, I had so much that I needed to do today or this week and I didn't get it accomplished. You know, I, I thought we'd have another person added in this department by now. I thought this person was going to make it. There was a lot of different things. Hey, we're getting ready to, we're already in the th- uh, fourth quarter of 2021. I said that, oh my gosh, two months left of this year. That's crazy. Um, that's the truth. You know, <laughs> that's crazy. Um, Christmas, all these different things. And I had all these pressures and a lot of it was self-induced. It wasn't anything crazy, but there was a lot of self-induced. And then there was just pressures of running and, and, and navigating and maneuvering a business and employees and all these different things. So um, it, it sounded kind of silly, but there's the main highway in our in our in our area, like a uh, the main road. It's called Highway 60, and there's a thousand lights, and it's always busy. But I was driving down Highway 60, and the first light, I was like, "Oh, the light's green, cool." And then I'm still thinking about all my stuff. The second light, the light came green. I was like, "You know what, Lord? Thank you, Lord." And it was like every light between where I was headed and where I started, it was like green the entire way, which to me I think is an absolute miracle because that you always get light. I always get lights. And I was like, "Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord." And it was crazy. By the time I got to my destination, I had said thank you because every light, and there's probably at least 10 to 12 lights between where I started and where I ended up. And I, when I pulled into the parking, I was like, you know what, Lord? 
nothing else really matters. Like you're, you're going to take care of me. The truth is you've never let me fail. I've tripped up. I've fallen. I've made bad choices. You know, I'm, I've been in seasons where I haven't been where I thought I would be by that point. And I, I and, but yet you still, you know, were with me. Like I, I just started going through, I was like, and you know what, God, it's something as simple as just saying thank you all the way down that road caused my mind and my thoughts to shift which when my mind and my thoughts shifted, my heart shifted, my emotions shifted, and the course of my day changed a little bit just by that little truth that, thank you, Lord, that even in something as simple as making me get to this place on time and not hitting resistance, like that caused me. So simple truth, finding a a way to be thankful in the middle of your chaos, right? Mm -hmm. In the middle of it. Being thankful in the middle of what you're struggling with and you're still trying to ask God for help in and help you to be set free, right? So I think in the middle, finding a simple truth that can get you through the day, if you can't, if you don't know, find a simple one. Find something simple and begin to meditate. Whatsoever is lovely, pure, think on these things. Think on them. And then the God of peace will be with you. That's so good. I think, are you going to go in your situation? You have the choice. And this is how the truth sets you free. You have the choice to look at your situation and proclaim all the things that could go wrong, all the things that are quote unquote gonna go wrong you have the opportunity to proclaim those things dwell on those things look to those things but you have also the other opportunity to think on these things whatever is true right pure noble lovely admirable if anything is excellent or praiseworthy the praiseworthy things the things that god has still been faithful in um you have the opportunity to look on those things and praise him in the process and look in the middle of your situation just like the like jesus asked the disciples i think my dad talked about it earlier this week just like he asked the disciples you know can you he asked in the middle of this pagan town yes in the middle of this this place where they're probably like why are we even here he goes in the middle of it and says who do men say that I am? Okay, some say you're this, some say you're that, but who do you say that I am? You know, the world says this is the truth. This is the truth. Maybe that's the truth. Your truth, my truth. That's the truth. But what is? who does the Lord say that he is? He's the one that can set us free. He's the Messiah. He's the King of kings, and he's the Lord of lords. He's the Son of the living God. He's the Christ. And that's what he asked, you know, and Peter proclaimed that in the middle of that when he asked that question, who do you say that I am? And are you going to look in your situation today in this middle of this, maybe, you know, like they were in a pagan town. Are you in the middle of a chaos, in the middle of this, whatever the case may be, this whatever you're struggling with, whatever you're going through, whatever you're walking through. Are you going to proclaim in the middle of it that my God is still who he says he is? That's the truth. And that's how you set it free. I think that that's how you get set free with the truth by proclaiming it when it doesn't feel like it, when it doesn't make sense, when it doesn't seem like it could ever go one way. No, I'm proclaiming the truth and knowing that my God is who he says he is. Because I know. Not because somebody told you or somebody you read, not I mean, not the Bible, you gotta read the Bible, but not because you read a, a quote that says, oh, God is, who do you? Because you have made a choice that he is the God of God's King of Kings, Lord of Lords mm-hmm. of your life. And I did have an experience like that. It was in 2001. I, I, I gave my heart to the Lord in high school, but then when I married David, you know, he was raised in church. I wasn't raised in church. He came from a lineage of, of, of pastors and, and people that, you know, were Christian singers and all these different things. And he knew that he could quote scripture just like that. Like I would have to go, oh, let me find something on that. And so, cause I was still a fairly new Christian and I always relied on David. It's like, hey, there'd be a situation maybe that we were praying about, maybe a financial blessing or, or a miracle that we needed. I'm like, will you pray about it and let me know how God 
what God says. And I relied a lot on David's faith. And in 2001, uh, we were, um, Ashton was just a baby. And I came to a point and we were connected with pastors that, um, that just really loved us through a really hard time. But I was posed the choice, who do you say I am, Diana? Not because of David's faith, not because you're connected to this church or this pastor or this small group or this friend group, but who do you say I am? Do you realize that you have access to me all on your own, all by yourself? And I came to that point, God, I had an experience just like that. I had to decide, you know what? You are the Christ, the living God, and you are with me, and you are going before me, and you will take care of me. And though it seems crazy, and I don't know what my tomorrow has, you're still with me, and everything's going to be all right, because you are King of kings and Lord of lords. You're going to be, you know, the father to the fathers. You're going to love me in my ugliness. You're going to provide for me. Like, I had to come to a point where it wasn't about, hey, David, you pray about it and let me know. I had to go, hey, no, hey, God, it's me and you, and I need you to let me know because I'm your child and I have access to you. Yeah, so good. So good. Mike, you can take it away. Share this truth, guys, with everybody. Thank you all for tuning in today. We hope you guys are enjoying this series. Really quick before I wrap this all up, big shout out to today's winner, Gina Booth, for guessing the correct lie in the intro today. Reach out to us and we will get you your mug. Thank you all for tuning in. We hope you guys are enjoying the series. We will wrap everything up in a bow tomorrow with David and Ashton on the podcast. But if you guys would like, we have a daily encouragement text that goes out every day, Monday through Friday. You guys can opt into it completely free by texting the letters EZGC to 813-522-3356. To our live audience, thank you guys for always being with us. We always enjoy your comments, your emojis, everything. But if for any odd reason you guys can't be at the live streams, you can always catch us in two ways. Number one, go to YouTube and search Game Changer Podcast Live. Hit the subscribe button and make sure you hit the bell so you get notified when we upload every day's episode. If you guys want to listen to the audio version, we upload to every podcasting platform out there, the biggest ones being Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Make sure you subscribe to us on whichever one you use the most. If you're listening or watching on replay, you can join us live every single morning on Facebook and YouTube Live. Just search Game Changer Podcast Live, and we will be there in the search bar. Make sure you guys check out the Feature Bible Plan of the Week. He said, she said, he says. It's a five-day plan on version and the Bible app. Subscribe to it. Let us know what you guys think. And thank you all for listening. We hope you guys enjoy the day. If you guys are not following any IPD agency on social media, make sure you do as we finish out Spirit Week today and tomorrow. But thank you all for tuning in. And on that note, we out. Thanks so much for listening. If you're enjoying the podcast and you want to connect further, check out the David Villas Game Changer group on Facebook. We'll see you next time on the next episode of Game Changer.